0: get ready for the world's greatest arsenal podcast welcome to another podcast by guns and yellow ribbons enjoy the show hello and welcome to another episode of guns and yellow ribbons i'm fergus i'm your host i'm joined by the boys uh, and we are talking about the north London derby lots lots more stuff as well in the guna debate uh, do hope you enjoy the show remember this is an arsenal podcast by arsenal fans for arsenal fans Oh, good morning, and welcome back to another episode of Guns and Yellow Ribbons. As you can hear, I'm a little bit raspy this morning. Um, we're doing this slightly differently. Uh, uh, we've just enjoyed the North London Derby. We've got two debutants to the North London Derby here. It, it, with me here in my office, I've got my grandson Joseph, who's quiet in the background. He might pipe up and ask where Trevor is. Um, we've got Scunny Mike. You're right, mate.
1: Yeah, hello. Good morning. Ish. you are still sweating that beer out right? <laughs> yes I am the <laughs> uh, voice is better though the, the, the coffee's a that,
0: that coffee cup is shaking <laughs>
1: I think I need some whiskey in it <laughs> that going. can be
0: arranged you do know that this is an Irish household yeah, it is.
2: <laughs> just and reach uh, into oh. the top drawer Mike top drawer just underneath <laughs> the first bit of papers and I guarantee you'll find one he doesn't even. He need a, going to be whiskey or pawn.
0: He doesn't even need. <laughs> he doesn't, he doesn't. even need an intro. He's introduced himself. Uh, the convict, all the way from Melbourne, Max. Welcome back to, um,
2: to to UK time. I'm back, mate. Yeah, we, we we got a bit knocked around at the mid end point of last year, didn't we? Because you went off daylight savings and we went on daylight savings, and it pushed it out to about nine hours, nine ten hours difference. So a bit hard to jump on at the moment. But I'm back. And I'm relatively yes. happy, so, you know, let's crack into it. And, and I'll finally get to meet our other esteemed guest tonight. I get to meet Potsy, the man in demand. Yeah. Listen, no expense spared on this podcast.
0: We have recruited uh, the finest of North London's podcasters and vlogcasters. Um, the new Mr. Mr Arsenal Fans
3: TV. Uh, Potsy, how's your voice? Yeah, a bit croaky, mate. A bit croaky like yours. Mate, you you sound fresh as a daisy. I thought you'd be dreadful this morning. Why? (laughs) What do you mean why? You know why. (laughs) Maybe because he heard your last
2: North London Derby podcast, Fergus. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did, uh, yes, uh, I was a lot more horse
0: uh, Actually, no, not not hugely more horse From the last pod, uh, North London Derby podcast The 4-2-1 um, But you bottled it You left us in the pub, didn't you?
3: Yeah, mate Yeah, apologies I had to get back with the old man So uh, he was a designated driver So that was my lift home We we finished up We finished up um, With Krakens
0: and beers and Scotches um, at about midnight?
3: Yeah. Sounds yeah, like yeah. I missed a load of drama from what you told me. <laughs> what drama? you getting your superhero capes out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. On the Holloway Road, there was a young guy called Lewis.
0: Lewis, uh, what was his surname? Uh, Burton, wasn't it? No, it's something to the same as, same as John. He'd fallen over um, and smashed his face, and he had blood coming out of his nose and stuff like that. And his two mates were there, and they were going, no, nah, it's no dramas, no dramas. And Johnny from the North Bank, he jumped in and intervened. We called an ambulance and got the guy taken care of. So
1: Not all heroes wear capes. <laughs> 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 I liked that scandal. He that was, was absolutely smashed.
0: Oh, we tried to carry him. And he just, he just couldn't move at all. He literally couldn't move. He couldn't even sit. Outside Highbury Magistrates Court, there's a bench. And he couldn't actually remain seated on the bench. He, he just poured off. A bit like the sweat's pouring off me right now.
1: <laughs> you say I'm shaking. God, you've got this. Got I'm the I got a beer sweats. I got a beer sweats. Beer sweats, beer shakes. You've got the
0: lot. <laughs> oh dear, boys! Um, it was the North London derby. What did we make of it? Look, this fixture, Arsenal have won um, more games—60 of—and um, uh, uh, a higher win rate than any other side who played in September. Uh, Tottenham had only won 27 Premier League games away against Arsenal in May '93 and November 2010. Spurs had beaten us 2-0 and it did look like it was going that way uh, in the first half. Uh, that was in the Emirates Cup uh, last year in December. They they, they beat us as well. Uh, in all competitions, we have uh, won. Oh, I don't even know what I've fucking written here. Sorry, I'm trying not to spare as well. Um, Spurs have won consecutively away uh, at Arsenal just once. Uh, and that was in 1925 and 1926. So, you know, they did beat us in the in the League Cup. Uh, and they tried to do it yesterday. What did we make of the, the lineups, first of all? Ozil, he was on the bench uh, with that famous, <laughs> famous, that's not running, well, the the acclaimed front three. What, what did we make of the, 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 the lineups? Max, do you want to go first?
2: Yeah, yeah, look, I've not been one of these people who's been desperate to see the three of them together. And when the lineups came up, I thought the only way it was going to work is if we started someone like as Ceballos. So when I saw the midfield three of Xhaka, Genduzzi and Torreira, I'm not a very big Xhaka and Torreira fan anyway. I think that they're one or the other within the team. And it ended up being quite heavily reflected through the first half. And we saw later on, once Ceballos came on, how it actually changed the way we played out, but in a way, I think Emery was looking at it and saying, I, "I need to get the best eleven, best eleven names that I have on the pitch, and get them out and, and, and doing what they needed to do." And really, apart from a, a goal on the break, we don't really know whether it would have worked or not because we were so shell shocked. It took us twenty five minutes, half an hour, to to pull our heads back out of our arse again. Mm. Uh, Mike, we were walking down Stroud
0: Green Road when the when the um, lineups came up, and you were quite excited about that front three, weren't you? Uh,
1: the front three, yes. It was. Uh, it's a definitely a nice change. It was something that should have really shocked the Tottenham defence. Uh, but I think the problems that we had with our front three is the uh, midfield three, and I don't think they used. Well, there wasn't any creativity to help the front front three out at first. Yeah, the, the midfield, um, as you said, Max, it just
0: seemed like non-existent. Um, Potsy, did, did, did you did you see it any different than us guys?
3: No, I was really surprised when uh, I kind of was excited to see the front three, but for me, the the three midfielders was just no creativity from the lineup, let alone when we started playing. For me, it was a surprise to see. Bios Willock and Ozil all on the bench. I think one of them would have played in the kind of 10-row as such, but that didn't seem to happen. Um, and also the front three, like Scunny said about that, should have been terrorising the, the Spurs uh, defence. Sanchez was kind of half-bullying Obamiang on that left. It just didn't seem to work for me. I much prefer Obamiang as a centre-forward, and I think that's going to be Emery's hardest kind of task this season is to get them three working together because Obameyang does not seem to work well wide, in my opinion.
0: And we found ourselves in 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 trouble, two goals down. But we never really felt sorry for ourselves. We, we were guilty of poor defending at moments, and we were careless. But no one could question um, the heart from one the the, the team. The, they were constant, but also the fans. Like inside the stadium, I know we're, we're jumping back and forth a little. It is early, um, but inside the stadium, the the atmosphere.
3: I, I, Potsy, I don't I don't remember many games at the Emirates like that. Do you? I don't remember any game like that before the before the game kicked off. I've seen stuff at halftime. I've seen stuff after the game. Before the game, that was the best. And I will touch on it because I walked into Block Five early, and um, I, I was coming to meet you. And you you'd sent me a message because you guys were, were mecking around with tickets. So you wanted me to head over to uh, Block Twenty Eight. So I did so, and I'm so glad I did because obviously Block Twenty Six had the Ashburton Army out. And I just want to say because I know Jack's got a lot of stick around this, but from certain deluded fans, I thought it was top draw. I really did. I thought the atmosphere before the game was superb by them. I thought the singing was great. It got everybody involved. You could see the shock on, like kind of fans' faces to wow. This this is good. This is what we want to see. Like we haven't seen this before. And then that kind of move around the ground. So when we were, when me you and Scunny met up for a beer, and outside block five, it was going absolutely nuts. It was rocking before the game, and I've not seen that before. So I thought that was top draw. And I hope that we see a lot more of that
0: yeah I I was going to say did did that drag the atmosphere up to up to the North Bank like a block five
3: and stuff like that that's what I think I think that's the only example for it I mean listen it's a North London derby and everybody was buzzing for it and there was a big feel about this season just because of um, how Tottenham have been playing so maybe that had something to do with it but for me if you start People singing in one block of the area sometimes that can have a knock-on effect all the way down. And block five is not far from twenty-six because um, it stops at thirty, doesn't it? So actually, it's, yeah. not, it's only sort of you know a few blocks away. So um, uh, the one thing I will say is we didn't actually hear it, did we, in block five from tw- you, block twenty-six?
0: You, you can't. Well, we couldn't even hear the Spurs fans from from no. um, from our block. The acoustics in the stadium are really poor. Uh, but. Um, me and you were chatting a, a few days before the game, and we actually said we were gonna make the effort to get in earlier. And I think yep. a lot of people did make that effort to try and get into the stadium a half an hour beforehand. And I, there, there was just a, a, an overall feel. I, I picked up my grandson, um, cause he went to his, his first ever North London derby as well. Um, if I haven't said that already. Um, and uh, I picked him up earlier in the morning and uh, Johnny from the North Bank, he had lost a season ticket and we needed to get a replacement ticket for him. So we were down around the ground around ten AM and there was a whole buzz around the area. The amount of people walking around in colours, it just it just really, really had a, a different a different feel about it. So um Gwendouzi.
3: Yes. You
1: love to hate that, don't you? I don't love to hate it, honestly. I think... When you said his name, then your face dropped, so I know what's <laughs> you're, eating, you're eating some words now.
0: I, I listen, I watched him back on Match of the Day. I, I said to you in the pub and about that I didn't really notice him that much when we were in the stadium. Uh, what? I didn't really notice him that... Mate, the amount of drink I had. <laughs> 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 I didn't really notice... and. For me, that that's a compliment to a defensive midfield type player. If you go back to Gilberto, Edu, uh, the, those sort of players that just tick and make things work, tick tock, tick tock, make it work. And I, I think that's where I'm coming from on, on
2: Gwendyusi. I didn't notice him, uh, Max. You're you're a very big fan of Gwendyusi. I am. I am very much in the uh, the head of the Gwendyusi fan club at the moment. Yeah, mate. For me. It, you know, I wrote this in the in the Facebook group that we have, you know, cometh the game, cometh the man. And there's something about the way that this kid, from the first time he's walked into the club, he seems to have understood what it means, what it, what it means to Arsenal fans. I mean, from him hanging out of the car last year and, and kind of geeing up the Arsenal fans, to him coming out in this game and being on the front foot for the whole game, the interceptions, the way he breaks up play, the way he put in his tackles... It, to some degree, the way he stayed on his feet in this game as well. You know, you often say he flops around a bit, and, in, he, and he didn't in this game. The whole way through to his shot, which was a, which was a corker of a shot, took a great save from Larice, And the whole way through to that absolutely delicious ball. And, and Manny said it, and I've got to agree with him completely. If Ursula Ceballos plays that ball to Yang, people are losing it. But kind of because it's Gendouzi, it kind of gets lost in the wash a little bit. But you watch him stutter, stop, get his head up, and fold that ball in. And mate, I, I erupted. What a, what a, what a game! What a game from the kid. He's only twenty though, he, Fergus. He, he- <laughs> he, 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 he look, listen. Enough, all right. He,
0: he did show great composure, and and he was better than our club captain Shaka, who was guilty of a moment of crass stupidity
3: when he don't stop when it no, more than more than, one, more than one more than one moment. On Fergus. to
2: see the penalty? More than one moment, mate. You're talking about then. five or six. It moments more than
1: one moment. Shaka.
2: Five or six moments across that game. One major moment, but I mean, five or six moments. Some fouls that would would make. You know, second division players look athletic. You know, the guy's got no lateral movement. He's done. He's finished for the club. He's done for me. Was he lucky to stay
0: on the pitch after that?
2: No, look, mate, he he started that sliding tackle so early. He started it yesterday and he may not have actually completed it yet. (laughs) (laughs) Pottsy, did you think he was lucky to stay on the pitch?
3: Uh, yeah I did man I was um, we he got to the screaming. stage where he, he did get his yellow card I think my dad sat next to me said oh he's gone he's gone I said no mate believe it or not dad he's not even been booked yet he's like no I was like, no, he's not. He's got a yellow. I'm just done with this guy, man. I've been done with this guy for three seasons now and the guy's only been with us for four seasons. I can't forgive someone who makes the same mistakes week in, week out, year in, year out, season after season. The guy is the first name on the team's sheet and nobody can understand why apart from Unai Emery. There's no understanding for me. I don't care whether his mentality is good. I don't care whether he's good around the around the dressing room. I don't care that he can pass a ball. So could Mohamed Nini, but he was still shit. I look at players like, that and I just think you are no good for this team I look at Guendouzi and think what a performance and even Torreira for me that kept falling over and needed like he needed new boots for me uh, had a better game this guy is trash I've not got any time for him at all and he's the one weak link that seems to be playing every single game and I can't see him getting dropped and that's a worry for me massively I just want to put something out there about Granite Chaka very quickly because I saw this yesterday and I spoke to Manny about it and we were both laughing so since his Premier League debut in August 2016, no player has conceded more penalties in a competition than Granite Chaka. I'll just He's leave that with you. He's a special
2: human, huh? He's a special, special human. You know what I've, I've been <laughs> saying about Xhaka
3: for a long
2: time? If you're someone who touches the ball 120 times a game, right, when you make poor decisions, it gets covered up. If you're someone who touches the ball fifty times a game or sixty times a game, because you don't have that massive amount of times that you're touching the ball, that you're moving the ball sideways, that you're essentially denielsoning the ball. That's in the dictionary, by the way, to denielsen is to pass a ball five <laughs> to pass a ball five yards sideways and then run around a bit. But it, it sugarcoats all, the this, soccer. all these people who come out and they defend Jacker and they keep talking about him, you know that the thing that bugs me about it the most, whose story was it last week about someone sitting next to him in the stands and Xhaka giving them a tap and saying, oh, if I was out there, that wouldn't have happened? Uh, that, that, yeah. was, that that was Lee who was in... That Lee Judges, yeah. Uh, do you know what? Uh, that makes me it's dislike it's, Granite Jacker even more because you sit in there, he's one of these guys, he says the right things and he looks the right way and he gets out there and he postures up and he says he's going to do this shit. Now, you know what he does? He fucks up, gives away penalties, gives away fouls that lead to chances, Four fouls in three minutes for Xhaka, all within five yards of the edge of our box. Do me a favour, the man's a prick.
0: <laughs> so, let's say what you mean. Um, Lacazette, uh, goal, a goal with seconds before um, the half-time whistle was vital for lifting the spirits of both the players and the supporters, which set, set a really a perfect platform for the second half. We went in at halftime 2-1. Laka's song was ringing out in the ground. The beer was going down uh, quite nicely as well, wasn't it? Right, half-time. I'm I'm, I'm actually pretty (laughs) fucked. Half-time at Emirates Stadium. It's Tottenham 2, Arsenal 1. Potsy, Scunny, you're with me. And Joseph is here as well. Um, what have you made from it,
3: first of all, Potty? Uh I hate bringing this guy's name up, but Granite Chaka. What the fuck are you doing? That was a typical Chaka situation. Everybody was blaming, was it Maitland niles Scotty? Yeah. People were trying to give it to about him. Granite Chaka, come on, man. Please, this guy's in the team every single week. If, if, if that was outside the box, what do you have you got a red card? What,
1: what, what was it you say about? Well, if it's, if it's, it's in the box. I'm surprised he hadn't been carded. If, if the referee would have spotted it properly, I reckon he would have had one. But I just don't think he spotted it. But it was definitely studs up by the looks of it where we were.
3: Our, our midfield seems non-existent No creativity. No creativity. You can't drop Danny Ceballos, Joe Willock and Ozil. One of them's got to play. You can't have Gundozi, Torreira and Chaka. It's not working. Wouldn't surprise me if at least Danny Ceballos comes on at half-time. Wouldn't surprise me. Well, it's like we were saying as well about Ce he went missing. He was nowhere
1: to be seen against Liverpool. What's he going to do with this lot? And, Joseph, this is your
0: first North London derby. What have you thought of the atmosphere and the noise? Uh,
3: quite bad and quite all good. Why right.
0: quite, quite bad? Because
3: my ears are popping. What's that? My ears are popping.
0: Your ears are popping. It's really noisy, isn't it? Yeah. Are you enjoying it? Here we go. Lacazette Lacazette song's gonna go in a minute. (laughs)
3: Xhaka for Dani but It won't be.
1: Yeah, I'd like to see Xhaka come off, but I can't see it, so I'm going to have to say Gwendouzi for Sabayos. I don't want to see Urzal anywhere near this game. Back in for the second half. And then uh,
0: we've our way back into the game. In, in the second half, I really thought in the second half that we, we, thoroughly controlled the second half and we came out completely different. I was speaking to a, a Spurs fan this morning. They're all very, they're all very um, upbeat about the, the the
3: result because you know what, they, they got a point that they didn't really deserve. I didn't think. That's the thing that makes me laugh. Is they're actually upbeat about the fact that they were two nil up and still threw it away, and they're still upbeat about that. What sort of club is that? Mm. It's not just the fans, it's the pundits as well. Yeah, the we Greek. watched we watched Match of the Day this morning
0: because uh, just to refresh <laughs> yeah. re- refresh our view of the game and just see what it was. And who was it who was the commentator? Oh Jonathan Pierce. Uh, is he in love oh. with Spurs? Or, or is he a Spurs fan or yeah. what? Honestly, oh. he was Noshing, Noshing, Noshing. I thought it was Max in the room, honestly. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Uh, I don't know but for me the second half I thought was we showed great fight and I actually thought that we could have um, could have nicked it nearly did didn't we obviously Kolasinac was offside but um, and it was offside as well looking back yeah, but uh, yeah but that was a that, that, that was a good half and it showed great great fighting spirit and as soon as Aubameyang went into the centre we scored and I just thought oh there we go I, I think the change at half time by
0: bringing in Ceballos uh, yes. and and where we were calling out for even Ozil, Sabias, we look somebody in the first half to do some creativity. Um Ceballos definitely changed it in I in, don't in... think anyone was calling for Ozel.
3: <laughs> <laughs> <Well, Danny> he <laughs> definitely went. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, okay okay maybe not i don't think i heard any, anyone saying ozil's name no, but, even when he ran up the pitch to do his warm-up i think everyone was telling him to f off yeah
0: well i i, I think i might have said something uh, to him you did it? say something <laughs> very something yeah i, he was, I won't wa- repeat the words he was warming up in front of us and i said it i went oi ozil sit back down there's a big game you don't need to
3: turn up <laughs> was that you that was me <laughs> I didn't know. I knew, heard there was someone say that. He, he looked well. up. He looked up as well, didn't he? It was the only time he looked into the north bank. <laughs> Brilliant. I didn't know that was you. I heard that. Uh, I'm a legend, then am I, Potsy? Oh mate, you already know you are, mate. Gwinduzi
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, nearly got a nearly scored a goal. I know Max touched on it earlier. Uh, Larice made some fantastic, uh, fantastic saves. Um, but likewise, our keeper. Who's come into a lot of criticism, especially about the first goal. I know we're going back a little, but I thought Leno had a really, really good, a good game. Made three or four vital saves to keep us in the game in the first half. And you had a point about that first goal where people are slagging him off. Go on, Mike.
1: Oh, with his uh, yeah, everyone's saying he made a mistake with the um, with the goal. But after watching it back a couple of times, um, when you see the shot from Lamella, uh, it sort of swerved and bubbled a bit. So he had to sort of maybe you know, it's. It, it swerved a bit, and it made it what looked to be an easy save. Actually, turned out it didn't look; it wasn't an actual easy save. So he had to palm it away. The problem was, it lost all its momentum, the ball, which let Eriksen score the goal. And, and so- so- Socrates. But that's the other thing as well. Socrates went to jump in with uh, Xhaka, yeah, uh, with Harry Kane uh, to that to, when it first started off, which was a stupid thing to do from Socrates. He should have been. He should have known better than that. And then as he was running back, Louise lost his man. And then, obviously, was uh, Maitland-Niles covered for Xhaka. Xhaka's meant to cover for Maitland-Niles at that point. And then that's where he lost Ericsson because he didn't want to even look in where he was. And unfortunately, that's where the goal came from. But a lot of people I've seen are blaming Leno, which
3: I personally don't think it's his fault. What I yeah. find funny is people are blaming Leno and they're not looking at the absolute schoolboy defending from Socrates and Louise beforehand. It's fair enough to blame the keeper for not pushing it out wide enough or whatever. But how you can sit there and well, say yeah, that Socrates not right and Luiz... It's all right, then you can Louise, push
1: it wide. But once the ball loses momentum, there's nothing you can do. This is it. We're,
2: this we're is in it. an agenda-based fan base. And I said this for the latter part of last year. Socrates is a 7 out of 10 defender who puts in 10 out of 10 effort. And because of that 10 out of 10 effort, we often kind of push his mistakes and his errors to the side. You know, a lot of people are sitting there having a crack at Louise or having a crack at Xhaka for missing the first headed ball. But it's very much Socrates who gets sucked in, and it's very much Socrates who gets turned. So, you know, sometimes we need to take a step back from the players that we put up on a pedestal and say they're really good because they try really hard and actually look at what they do in the game. And on that Leno. Uh, palm, I think you'll actually find if you look closely at it, it's a bit of a mishit um, from Lamella he kind of kicks it into the ground which makes it bobble and takes the pace off it and by the time it gets to Leno it's almost as if the ball doesn't have enough pace on it for him to knock it around the side and it's just going too far away from him, so look very
1: yeah, harsh. I think he was
0: slightly, over, or, 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 slightly overstretched on it as well so. Yeah, well, very very, trying, very that's harsh. That's
1: what I was trying to say Max, yeah It was what looked to be an easy one at first, but when you look back at it, it's a very difficult save.
2: Yeah, Mm. those ones that are just trickling past are often really, really difficult to get down to. i tell you what, Leno's save, is it on the Son Curler? That is top draw. Yes, yes. That is
1: world-class. Top draw. I'm also going to say about the Ericsson free kick as well. That was a hell
3: of a save. Mm. I like him. I I like Leno a lot. I really do. uh,
0: I think he, I think he's a, he's a class keeper, and both keepers on the pitch had outstanding games. Um, we talked about the man of the match, which we'll go on to in a minute, and I had Leno down as possibly a candidate for, for man of the match. But another guy who was a candidate for man of the match, again, and uh, my voice is starting to go now, uh, uh made a beautiful pass into Aubameyang uh, to level the gold up, uh, level the game up at 2-2 and the place went nuts joseph what did you think of it when um when the goals went in
3: uh, i think i think that i don't know
0: did you like the the noise yeah, and the atmosphere because yeah. you said to me about your ears were hurting didn't you
3: yeah
0: so but yeah but um the the we we could have gone and won the game. Uh, there was an offside decision, which we've all seen since, uh, that uh, it was an offside decision. But the experience uh, in the ground, uh, Potia, me me and you have uh, gone for football for years, but Mike, that was your first time in the ground to experience VAR.
1: Uh, what did you think of it? It's awful in the ground, because like, I said, like <laughs> I said to you, I think we did a bit of a recording, didn't we? When you see them all and all the all the rest doing is twiddling his thumbs, waiting for the guy in the van flogging his dolphin uh, to <laughs> sort himself out. It's ridiculous. It really is. It's 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 it is more for people at home. But I you know I, I sort of get it. It should really be shown at at the game. It, even at know, home, show the, something. Even show a repeat TV, of what's Mike, going
2: on. We had no idea what was going on. They're not even putting up on the television that there's a VAR in process. No, they're still not. There's still not. It didn't come up on the TV at all. Oh, with were, the UK. Yeah, there were three or four, three or four occasions where VAR was in effect, and at no time did we know that VAR was in effect. So it's it's a it's a very strange. I I, I kind of get the reason why they've taken the approach that they have, because they've taken the anti-rugby approach where they've said we don't want it to become a focal point. We want it to be something that's happening in the background. But unfortunately, when something's happening in the background, you need to inform people. I mean, why not just put it up on the screen and put the replays up on the screen or put something up on the TV, you know, in the bottom corner that just comes up like a banner that says VAR in yeah. in progress or
1: something there like is, that. This, this is it, and... it. This is what, yeah, I agree, Max, and this is why I'm really not convinced by it. But there's also a few things in that game as well, which I think sometimes you've got to look at. Where's where's the VAR for this? Like the Danny Rose handball, which was clear. And after watching it back, I didn't realise while watching the game at the stadium, he actually stopped, looked at the ref, realised nothing was going on, then carried on. So it's like he even knew he handballed it.
0: Yeah, but was it the handball for the penalty before Lacazette scored the Yeah, first it was goal? it was
1: during the Lacazette goal. It was about what 2 a minute before his goal.
3: Mm,
0: mm. Listen, it's becoming clear already there's a it, it's really a two horse race between Liverpool and Man City for for the league and I think probably Liverpool might do it this year. Um but Arsenal on the back of that result and even the defeat at Liverpool we must feel that we're serious top three if not top four contenders now and, and anybody think that we're
3: we're not liable to, are not likely to be in the top four I think we're lucky that Manchester United and Chelsea are still absolutely terrible um, which gives us a great fighting chance of getting top four. I actually think we look to be looking at third because I don't really believe that Spurs yesterday were like, wow, this this is a serious team. I still think there's issues there. Um, and I said my prediction was that we'd get fourth place and I'm going to stand by that, but there's no reason to suggest that we can't finish above these guys. And it finished 2-2. Need I ask, uh,
2: Max, who was your man of the match? Gendouzi.
1: Nosh nosh, 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 nosh. Mike, I'm saying Genduzi. Nosh, nosh.
0: Is it going to be? Is it going <laughs> to be a,
1: a hat trick?
3: Full house, Genduzi. Just to be different. Oh, here we go.
0: I, I'm going to say Leno. Just to be different because I, I, I did. I have to stick by what I said yesterday. <laughs> um, I, on reflection and You're seeing just ma- to save and, and, and seeing match of the day, Gwen did have an excellent game. Uh, but I'm I'm going to give it to Leonard because I think
1: he just made some fantastic saves. You don't want to admit one. it,
3: lads. You don't want to admit it. This is another one of Fergus's analysis from match of the day. <laughs> it's about as good as
2: his Sorry, last mate, analysis. I'm just trying it's to about as good as his last <laughs> analysis, mate.
1: Can I just say how great it is?
2: Can I just say how great it is that we we're, we're picking controlling midfielders as man of the matches. It it really shows a change in the way that Arsenal are playing, a change in how Emery has changed from the Wenger era, that we actually have guys who are genuinely getting box-to-box, making interceptions, putting themselves about, mm. making challenges at the back, making challenges at the front, breaking up play. It really does show a change in style and a change in direction from Arsenal, that we have these types of players in the team now, and that excites me more than anything.
3: I think as well, I'll back up what you said earlier, Max, in terms of how good that assist is for Aubameyang's goal, because Pepe's the one that everybody sees. He's the one that everybody expects him to to go for. To see that for vision and for creativity is top draw and that pass is so hard very very easy to over hit that and it goes into the keeper's arms very very easy to under hit it and it, the defender clears it away that's just p- c- complete precise, like, precision I thought it was top draw from Gunduzzi, so yeah, um, man f- of the f- match for me Final
0: question then on, on Um is Guendouzi ahead of Torreira now in the pecking order?
2: Yeah, uh, in that position in that position, because I don't, I I, I still do not love Torreira as an eight. I don't love him there. Like I said earlier on, it's Shaka or Torreira for me, okay. and I would prefer a midfield of Torreira, Genduzi, Sabios, Torreira, Genduzi, Willock. So yeah, to answer your question, I think the first, but, but I think Genduzi is first or second name on the team sheet, but for some fucking reason. Like Potsy said, Jack is still first name on the team sheet i, I wonder if emery's going to start to change his tune a little bit now if if hold if, if and when holding comes back um you could possibly
0: have holding and Socrates as the center back pairing. Could you put David Louise into his preferred central yep. midfield role you know so you know yep. there's, a lot, uh, there's a lot and he can put that so called cross and and ball in that Shacque famed for you know so famed for i love that oh fame fame for doing Stoops. what professional footballers
2: him, yeah fame for doing what professional footballers do all day every day at training just ping balls around just well, ping I'm, them around
0: I, I, i'm fame. i'm famed for breathing in and out i've been doing it for 48 years <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen on to the Guna debate it was a it was a great north london derby um I, I enjoyed it for lots of reasons, the, the fact that Joe was able to come and Mike was with, was with us here and we're doing this more or less live in the studio sort of uh, podcast. But we've got some other things uh, uh, kicking on. We've got the uh, Caribou Cup. Um, Jenko. no, nosh. Oh. nosh. <laughs> <laughs> Jenko, Jenko's coming back to the Emirates. <laughs> Are you we're, going, we're, Fergus? Maybe. Maybe just, just for Carl. He's not, bring a... he's not missing it. He's not
1: missing it. He's ready there to go nosh him off. That's what Do he's... you think he'll celebrate if bring he a scores? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I reckon he would. <laughs> do
2: you reckon he'll celebrate Scunny? Or do you reckon he'll go up to the crowd and just be like, shh, push his hands down? No, no, no. <laughs> oh, <that's the>
0: <laughs> I, I, I don't think... I, don't, I, I, I can't see him celebrate. No, I think he'll come out and give us... Um. um I think he'll give us a... Uh, you will come up to the North Bank, I think, and, um, well, it, you see, it's not going to be the same crowd, is it? it? It's that shitty League Cup crowd where everyone sits down in the North Bank and uh, if you sing a song about Rocky Roll Castle, somebody comes along and says to you, Oi, oh, mate, different era, move on. So yeah, that's what puts me off going to the game. But part of me, because it's Forrest, who are a very historic team in their own right, and Carl Jenkinson is coming back to the Emirates, makes me think, Maybe. I'll just check see what I'm doing on that night. So, But I would have thought we should progress. Um, I would like to see Willock, uh, Smithrow, Nelson, um, all, uh, Saka, all of those. Uh, get mm, a, yeah, that's de- that's the reason I think on I,
3: might, I might go down there because it would be nice to see some of these kids get, get on the score sheet. And also, we want to try and get Nottingham Forest back for the couple of seasons ago when they knocked us out. Was it last year they knocked us out of the FA Cup? So... Um, yeah, I, I'm probably going to try and go to that and see the Martinellis and the and the Nelsons and and Willocks etc.
1: And
0: and even if you left early, it wouldn't really matter so much.
1: I might do club, you know that. I might go cult, club level just for a change. Oh, I'll check you out. Yeah. You can't be celebrating with Jenko then.
0: Uh, well, going up there,
1: you want to be on the front sideline, don't you? You want to be on his right hand side?
0: I, I tell you where I should do I should You've actually... got to hold his hand should, all the way through. That's should, what you should, want to do. Should, <laughs> should
1: I just get a, a seat
0: row one behind the dugouts and then go, Jenko, yeah. Jenko, <laughs> with a banner? You'll <laughs> just follow his car home again. Can I just follow his car home again? <laughs>
2: Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I've done that. I've done that, haven't I? <laughs> hey, he knows
1: exactly where he lives. Jenko uh, goes to get his mail out of I his letterbox, and every Fergus time.
2: is inside. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, Jenko? I still like uh, Hiding you. in his wheelie bin. <laughs> yeah, well,
0: you, you, you go to Gwendouzi's <laughs> barber, so. The <laughs> Listen, um, Leicester are serious contenders for a top six, possibly even a disruptor and being a top four contender. Brendan Rodgers is there. Mm. There was talk when Wenger was going of him becoming an Arsenal manager. Would you have liked having Brenda Rodgers as our manager?
1: He's too
3: orange for me. He's too orange. (laughs) Potty? Uh, No, I didn't want him. Um, I think he was favourite at one stage, wasn't he? Um, I didn't want him... At all. What I will say about Brendan Rogers is Leicester are my tip to finish best of the rest. I still feel the top six will be the same, but I think Leicester are better than Everton and Wolves, which actually yesterday was a cracking game, by the way, Everton Wolves. Um, but I think Leicester have a fantastic side, and I do like Brendan Rogers' style of football, I must admit. I do think it's a Attacking style. I think that he's got a young, hungry side there. I saw that said that before. That I think Leicester will do well this season, and, and I stand by that. Um, I'm not sure that he would have been a, a good move for Arsenal. I am quite happy with Emery. I know a lot of people disagree, but I'm quite happy with Unai Emery, and I still stick by him over Rogers. Max?
2: Yeah, there was only one manager who was linked with us at the time who I was even interested in at all, and that was Benitez, because I thought Rafa might come in and sort us out defensively and and get us being a cup competition, but no, Brendan Rogers never interested me. He's orange and a twat. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: Looking at some of the other games... <laughs> Looking at look, look some of the other games and touching again on VAR. Um, Villa... Uh, Grealish had a penalty um, and was booked for diving on a clear, uh, a, a clear penalty from what I saw. Yet again, VAR wasn't called into play. And one of the commentators on one of the feeds I was watching it on said that once the referee blows his whistle, VAR can't intervene. Did anybody else think that rule existed, no. or is it just the way VAR is changing and developing? Uh.
1: That's the first
3: I've heard of it. I've not heard of this either. I'm so, so confused with all these stupid laws and rules that nobody knows about. And everybody just finds this out four weeks into the season.
0: But... looking again maybe at yesterday looking at uh, the Tottenham game when uh, Mike Dean refereed against Newcastle and there was the penalty uh, claim which incidentally was the exact same as the type of penalty that Harry
3: Kane tried to get, get, against, us. Uh, get yeah. against us
1: diving bastard <laughs> <laughs> uh, but,
3: oh he didn't dive apparently he didn't oh dive, he did he, he
1: dived he knew he dived did, he did, did the same last week is that what he said apparently yeah, he said he didn't dive did you have subtitles <laughs> well it was funny because it was on the, yeah. it was funny because when he like was getting it, interviewed like on Sky it. Sports he actually showed him it back
0: but um, I, I don't know it, it seems that uh, Mike Dean in that game and maybe Atkinson yesterday as more mature and established referees seem to be controlling the game a little bit more old school and then just calling in VAR if needs be rather than VAR controlling, say, Mike Oliver. Does that make sense?
2: Mm. Look, as as we've all said from the start, uh, you know, especially those who watch rugby and who watch rugby league, you know, all anyone can ever want is consistency. So as long as it's consistent, as long as VAR is being used consistently and as long as the decisions are consistent, no one's going to have any issue. It's once we start getting these discrepancies, and it's one of the issues we've got in other codes that use it where, You've got referees who want to use it in one way, referees who want to use it for every decision, which is overuse and it slows down the game, and referees who still want to be old-fashioned and use it as minimally as what they can. So, yeah, you know, consistency is the word, Fergus, and it's very early in its inception in the Premiership. I don't think it's going to be perfected for two or three years.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah. And again, we're talking about looping again, but in the stadium, showing, showing stuff in the stadium. I know it's meant to not incite uh, us Neanderthal knuckle dragging yobs that uh, watch football. But yet again, if you can't be asked to support your team on the pitch, and you're in the concourse you can see everything that's on VAR. So you can stand there, drink drink yourself into a stupor and fight yourself and your old shadow in the co- on the concourse and watch VAR, but you're not responsible enough to watch it when you're watching the, the actual game. But hey-ho.
2: Mohamed um, Elneny, he's gone. See you. Have a good time. Hopefully a few will follow him. Manny's favourite player of the last 10 years. <laughs>
0: You know, but you know what? He, he was a good utilitarian squad player. You know, he's international for Egypt. Um, he done, he done okay for us. You know, it, he didn't he didn't have a blistering career. But when when he was brought on, uh, you know, he was. But it was brought on. He he was all right. Saying th- he,
1: sorry, mate. I'm going to interrupt here. Saying he's a good utilitarian player is like saying he's a uh, good no frills cheap ass steak compared to a nice. You know, a nice prime beef steak or something, you know, nice sirloin. It's, yeah, but, not, it's but, not the same, is it? It's not good enough.
0: But he he, he was like a sizzler rather than a fillet, yeah. A sizzler. He <laughs> <laughs> wasn't a sizzler, <laughs> let's say that. Uh, Johnny, uh, you've eventually dragged yourself out of bed and joined us. Um, how's your voice? My voice
4: is um, getting
0: there. <laughs> we, well, we've talked all about the game. Um, and we're just doing the Guna debate at the minute and uh we're talking about um Mo's left to go to Turkey. Uh, who else will go? We've got till five o'clock this afternoon. Um they're talking about Mkhitaryans, possibly having a medical at um
2: Roma.
4: That's a done deal uh, I've, I've been top- reading. And they're Good. and they're covering yeah, yeah. all of his wages, which is even better.
2: Okay. How long's left Amazing. on his contract? Two, is it two, two years? years? So they're gonna take him on loan till the end of the year and then what we'll probably ping him for Ten million or something. Well, like they've that.
4: got they've got the right to buy at the end of his end of his loan.
2: Hopefully, they want him, Johnny. Hopefully, Hopefully they want him.
0: But <laughs> but they wouldn't they wouldn't take Mustafi. <laughs> we'll chuck <laughs> him in for free. <laughs> 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 they, oh.
2: they,
0: they wouldn't take Mustafi on the basis that they wanted us to pay half his wages, and he's on what eighty grand a week, and two years left on his contract. Well, as well. maybe well, they see that's, that's maybe, Mustafi. Ma-
2: yeah, maybe they see, see Mkhitaryan as worth seventy five percent of his wages. And Mustafi worth about ten pound of his wages. Mickey's on two hundred grand a week. I, I would say that Mickey a considerably key more service and
4: stuff. The thing is, though, if you try if you try and get rid of uh, Mustafi and say, "Oh, it's all right. You only have to pay half his wages." It's like saying, "Yeah, I'm gonna poke you in the eye, but I'm only gonna charge you half the rate."
0: <laughs> and. Ozel was—he didn't get a—he didn't get a look in. It yesterday. was a ball boy. Um, it was, he was a very a ball expensive boy. ball boy. In fairness, our ball boys were pretty shit yesterday. They were so slow at giving the ball back. Uh, really got wound me up. Did, you see, Willick, but... Did you see
4: Willick, though? Did you see Willock having a go at him, saying "Give the ball back!
0: Give him the ball back!"
4: <laughs> that was good. I like that.
0: Um, o- Ozil, do, 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 do you think we could get rid of him tonight?
4: No, it be. It's like uh, I can't remember. were saying a few of us were saying that it'll be January. Um, when Rooney officially goes to Derby, I think DC United are going to end up signing him
0: as a
2: as, player, as
4: a as they call a marquee player.
2: Marquee Rooney's player. on fifty five k a week. Fifty-five k a week. 56,
0: 56 Yeah, but the, 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 the wages in the happen. MLS. But the,
2: it's the, all, the all about the
4: sponsors. He, the same reason why precisely. Derby Derby have signed Rooney because one of the major gambling sponsors is going to basically pay eighty percent of his wages. So Mark-
2: So yeah, I was reading Mezet's sponsor will pay. Mezet's sponsor will pay additional money to the club, and the club will then somehow third party it back to. Urzel, or they'll direct it straight to Urzel. but i'm still very very unfort very I don't um, think he's... unhopeful that he's going anywhere and by Look, the way i do yeah, owe mike he, a pint I because be... i thought that Urzel would start in this game and I, I had a bet with mike so mike one pint coming at you you have got amazon at that convict haven't you i do i do i'll i'll, I'll forward him a pint <laughs> all right, yeah. Just,
0: just, just, just do a case of, um, case of beers and just send it. Well, you way, could have just
2: downloaded the,
4: uh, the app for Weatherspoons and sent it to our table last night.
1: Yeah, that was a good yeah. idea. I think Ta- we, we was too pissed to even, even think about something like that. Table eighty one.
4: <laughs> it was, a, it was, a, it was a good laugh that was until we saw the broken down man on the way back to the station.
0: So, oh yeah, sorry. Hats off to our superhero here. Who? no it was
4: a joint effort if Mike hadn't noticed that he was bleeding from his nose we probably wouldn't have gone back
0: yeah well we were all seen double anyway weren't we
4: <laughs> speak for yourself
0: so.
4: <laughs> I found him on Facebook on I, I found the fella on Facebook
0: what's his surname because I, I know it was Lewis, uh, Barnett,
4: Lewis Barnett. It, Barnett, which actually Bay, happens to it, be in yeah. my family name um, and when I, I handed these mate my business card, and my, the name of my company is Barnett Lynch Electrical, so I said like once. So he told us his name. I said, "Well, if you look on that card, it actually says Barnett on it." So make sh- Johnny invoices in the yeah. post, by the way. <laughs> what for the free advertising? On the uh, on the yeah. Ozil
2: thing, guys. Does anyone see a way that he is even going to get back into the team? We kind of covered this a little bit on the the AskPros podcast for the August review, but. If he's not going to play at Liverpool and he's not going to play at Tottenham and there's nothing wrong with him, right? He had a full pre-season. Yes, he's been through this this dodgy Turkish mafia shit. But are we looking at this now and are we saying that Emery's actually got the balls to park him? To park him and maybe not use him outside of has. League Cup or Europa Cup?
4: Well, we're, as we all know, he doesn't go north of Watford. So the next time we play is away at Watford. So he's got a bloody play there.
0: No, I don't, I don't want to see him play for the first team. I
3: I don't think he will play I for think the first we need team. To, I think he'll be a Europa League board and a League Cup do board. Do we think Emery's got personally. the
2: balls to do this? Because he, he, he has yes. tried having the balls to do this last season and then he faltered. That's yes, because he had, didn't have much depth.
3: He didn't have much yeah. option last he did, season. He didn't
0: have Zabias. He didn't have Zabias. Exactly.
3: You know, and Ramsey was injured and stuff, so he had to play him. Yeah, I mean, When you look at Mikatarian coming on in, instead of him yesterday, that just to me says this guy's hmm. done. He's got no place in the team. And then Mikatarian then jets off from London to Rome. <laughs> <laughs> What's going well, on there? Apparently so, he went straight uh, to Heathrow
4: from the match. <laughs>
3: wow. That is never a good sign, is it? That proves you've had a bad, bad time. I, I, that's what I <laughs>
4: hoped that Nacho was going to do. He was going to go straight from the straight from the North Vernon derby to the airport and then go to Real. So she I would have loved Clas- one Real Clas- player. Yeah,
3: right? Oh, Kolasinac is awful. Mm. But he he, mm.
2: he was okay yesterday. How many crosses does a player require? How many crosses does a player require to actually have an, a, an insightful ball? AMN had four opportunities in the entire game to cross, and all four of those opportunities he managed mm. to deliver something incisive Kalasnak just gets wide head down and smashes the ball there's something there's something just not quite right about him as a player or not quite top level about him as a player it's like he does everything right up until a certain point and because so much goes through him like I think it's like 11 crosses he made in and the one he made that was good he's half a foot offside I think there's a real disconnect <laughs> with the team and, and the way Kolasinac plays is he, a weird one for me. And I actually had him in my negative points. I actually thought that he was crap, not because of what he did before the final ball, but because every
3: final ball was so shit. And trying to watch him defend is absolutely ludicrous. He's mm. Mm. It, dreadful as a left back. He tries he's hard. As a he wing
0: he back tries
2: so hard. But that's that's all. He's he just does. a
0: legacy of Gazidis, though, isn't he? Really, he was a freebie.
2: He was on a
4: free that we was all yeah. happy to to say. Oh, that's fantastic signing. He was in the Bundesliga team of the year, so nobody complained when he came because uh, you know he was a good option. And first, and the first, and the, first, and and the when when he was getting the assists and everything else, everybody was happy. He even got a few goals at the beginning. But now that people have figured out what it's about, we have no di- second dimension. We've got no backup to his game. And he's soon completely negated.
2: I'd like I'm to see really what Tierney could Bellerin do. And- yeah, yes. exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep, yeah, keep yeah, the say, yeah. patience. You've got to be patient and wait for Tierney. I'd, I'd Tierney like to see what Bellerin Tierney back. can do with 11 crossing, 11 crossing he's opportunities. 11 crossing opportunities in the game. He's got a good cross on him.
0: Hmm. Uh, Europa League then, so that's where we we, we see Ozil and, and some of the, the uh, youth players playing. The draw took place last week, um, and we've got Eintracht Frankfurt, uh, Standard Liège, and Vitoria SC. Uh, anybody going to any of the games? Melbourne to um, Porto, is it, Max?
2: Yep, about 27 hours there, Fergus. I'll just pop over for a dirty weekend with the missus and then come straight back. <laughs> <laughs> you better start driving. A bit now. like Trev going to <laughs> Azerbaijan.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Actually, the the hometown of Victoria, I can't remember exactly what it it's actually called, but that's where Boston Oswald's family is originally from. So he said it was the original uh, capital of Portugal before uh, Lisbon became capital. So it was meant to be a really nice city. Um, I know Trev has booked up. Oh, does Donna know yet? He's
4: booked up too. She doesn't know about the third one yet. He has to butter her up. Uh, Legend, okay. uh, what a hero!
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to find out where Trev is, yeah. aren't we? <laughs> yeah.
0: Hashtag, where's no, Trev? Hashtag, there's Trev. <laughs> um, so, uh, Johnny, are you going to any of the I'm games? Not, no,
4: no. With my new job, it's just impossible.
0: Yeah. yeah, I've got, I've got some stuff going on this end, so uh, I can't commit to it. I would have loved to do. Um, the Frankfurt game and Martin would have come up from Dresden and we would have had a a, a repeat of the Cologne trip, but uh, that's just a little bit too early with what's going on at the minute. So work and commitments uh, keep me away from it. I, I might consider the Liège game, which I think is uh, December twelfth. I think uh, so. Things should be quieter by then and I should have a better idea. And I'll, I'll, I might consider that one because uh, it's an, an easy jump on the Eurotunnel. Uh, drive the car over, park up, and just find a shit
1: all a hotel to sleep in for the night. So, uh, consider it, me. Mm-hmm. Oh, me! I've got four kids to feed. I've got no mm-hmm. chance. Yeah.
4: <laughs> You'd have to get it. You'd have to get it past Jay yet. Yeah.
1: And
0: there's um, there's a young player called Daniel Ballard. I don't know if anybody's seen him. He's on loan to Swindon yeah. Town. Um, he's got injured and uh, he's he's got surgery, so he's out for a while. But the young fella, um, he was going to be dropped, and then we've um, we. There was a thing in the Belfast Telegraph um, about everything you need to know about uh, the Arsenal defender called up the Northern Ireland senior squad. Um, he's a centre back, and he does a YouTube clip. And I know YouTube is, you know, subjective to a certain degree, but I, I shared it with you guys. And he is—he does some great gold line clearances. It just seems to be. How old is he, Fergus? He's 19. Um, he's originally from Stevenage, but his mum is from Northern Ireland. Uh, he's right. he's um, he's from the academy, and he was he's very determined. His career was having been released from the Arsenal uh, school uh, academy as a schoolboy, he was then off to Southampton on trial, but he ended up with a broken ankle, uh, and he broke through, um, and he he's got back in via Stevenage. He's got back into. Um, the Arsenal squad uh, but on loan so I wish the guy well I wish the guy well any other news boys any of the other topics that
3: um... well I just wanted to say Ferg, just quickly I was in the 12 pins yesterday and it was the Rangers Celtic game obviously before ours hell hell and there was yeah there was loads of uh, loads of fans in there and there was this couple of Celtic lads outside and I was having a beer with Lee and uh, this lad, this Celtic lad just tapped me on the shoulder he says uh He says, mate, I thought, oh, what's happening here? He goes, "Uh, what do you think of the Tierney deal? And I said, uh, to be honest, I said, yeah, I think most of us are pretty excited about it, to be fair. He says, I'm not just saying this, mate, he will be one of the best left backs that you've ever seen. And I thought, OK, maybe, you know, he's obviously going to big him up because he played for Celtic, but he's left now, so why would he big him up? Some people would hate that, wouldn't Mm. they, that he's gone. I said, OK, what do you mean by that? He said, well, Robertson's been good at Liverpool, this kid's better. So but, I don't but, know. We'll see what happens there, but I, I don't know what to believe about that. But obviously, people rate him highly, and uh, and they obviously love him. So my my friend and work colleague um, is uh, he he played football to a
0: certain level, and his his boys at uh, one of the Scottish youth sides now at about fif- fifteen sixteen, um, and he's been scouted by a few. But he he knows his football. And he watches his football. He's a Rangers fan. And he said that Tierney is actually better than Roberts as well. So that's wow. that's that's come from, you know, from uh, the dark side, as they would say. So, yeah. Boys, my voice is uh, really starting to fail right now. <laughs> I'm 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 losing it. We've got the international break coming up, so no football till the Watford away game, isn't that on? When is 15th that? Fifteenth I Is it fifteenth? Yeah. Yes, yeah, the fifteenth, four thirty on 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 Sunday. So we'll probably do a few little bits um, over the international break. Uh, Potsy, we've got your Gooner to Gooner going up. Um, so people cool.
3: can have a listen to that. I'm um, away on holiday uh, from the night, so I won't be about for a couple of weeks. Oh, oh what, what's Craig going to do you. without you? Oh, no. Well, he's going to have to give you a call, isn't he? <laughs> Who are you going to call? Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> he's <laughs> scraping the fucking
0: barrel, well, You'll be a barrel, bit better off, right?
2: Fergus. No invoices coming through.
0: <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah, I, I can save oh, up I for the next backs. game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, boys, um, thank you very much, uh, Scotty.
1: I think we need to stick the kettle on, don't you? Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, and I hate the international break. <laughs> that's one thing I'm not looking forward to. The FA noshing off uh, the... the window <laughs> liquor. <laughs> the FA's rent boy. Yeah,
0: he's definitely not a poster boy, no, is he? <laughs>
1: the guy's it's Stephen.
0: Yeah. But listen, you have been listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Only one last thing to say. Max, over to you.
2: Up the ass. Thanks for listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast
4: by
0: Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons or Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too.